happy Monday, happy start of the week. Um, I think we're in the second month of June, second month, the second week of June. Um, and June is really flying by. Um, I don't know about you guys, but June is really flying by, but I hope all of you are well. Um, I hope everybody is, um, in better spirits. Um, last week was very heavy and this week just, this week continued to be heavy, but I feel like, um, the pressure, um, the pressure eased up a bit. So, um, yeah, I hope all of you are well. Once again, welcome to the This Is 30 podcast. I'm so grateful that um, so many of you tune in every single week to listen to me speak. You feel me? Even when I'm weak. (laughs) Um, I don't have much to talk about today, but I'm going to try and talk. Um, I'm here alone. um, And yeah, I just want to like kind of like continue the conversation um, from last week. Um, I'm talking very monotone for two reasons. I don't know if you guys will be able to tell, but one reason being, um, I've been protesting this weekend and my throat is like on fire, like not literally fire, but it just feels very like itchy and weird. Um, in addition to that, you guys know, I always talk about like my voice levels (laughs) And I'm always louder than everybody else. So I'm trying to like practice my Beyonce deep voice right now. And um, I'm just making sure that I sound very, you know, monotone. And I don't, I don't whine. <laughs> I hope that I don't whine this episode, even though I have some things to talk about that um, might make me whiny. Um, first things first, I want to let everybody listening to the This Is 30 podcast know that This Is 30 podcast is now available on iHeart Radio app. So if that is one of your uh, streaming um, apps that you prefer, you can now listen to the This Is 30 podcast on iHeart Radio. Um, I submitted for the This Is 30 podcast to be a part of iHeart Radio a few weeks ago, and I actually just received the email that the podcast is up and running. So please, you know, continue to stream, download, tell your friends, tell your friends' friends about the This Is 30 podcast. Um, As we know, um, a few days ago was George Floyd's uh, memorial. Um, And, you know, a lot of people came through, um, his community came through to celebrate his life. And um, I saw bits and pieces of it. It was, it was beautiful. Um, I think this eight minute thing is so profound because like when you, if you've had the opportunity to view things or participate in protests, a lot of times, like there's a moment of silence or a moment of kneeling for eight minutes. Um, and when you, when you realize how long that time frame is, it's like, it's, it's overwhelming to realize how long eight minutes is like, um, the, I think the average shower in America is eight minutes. Like there's so many things like, I just, I just, it's just a, a long time. And to think that somebody did that for, to someone else for that long is just, is really absurd to me. Um, but there is good news because all four officers have been charged. Um, if I'm correct, 
the three officers who were the standbyers um, have been charged with accessory to murder, I believe. And um, I hope I'm saying that right. And um, Mr. Chauvin's, um, his um, charge has been upgraded to second degree murder. First of all, I didn't, I don't even know, like when I was reading up on third degree murder, which is what he was um, charged with at first, I was just like, what is this? I don't, I'm very confused on what third degree murder is. Like, when do we start using third degree murder? Cause you never, you rarely hear third degree murder ever. Like, uh, anyway, but I'm happy that his charges were upgraded to second degree murder because that's exactly what it um, is. And I mean, if we could get first degree murder, I would love that as well. It, it might not have been pre-planned or premeditated, but in that moment, he had complete intent to kill. Um, so I am happy um, about that. Um, I just, I just never know with America, you never know why actions are taking place. Um, you never know why things are getting done because, um, when all of us are complaining and using our voices, um, a lot of people feel moved to do things to appease us and to, to, to silence us, um, and not silence us, like get us to like, um, stop complaining, but just to like pacify the issues that we're, we're, we are expressing or talking about. So intent is everything. Like I just hope that we get a conviction out of this. I hope that it's not another, oh, you know, let's just take it to trial just to, you know, to shut the people up, just so they could say we made an arrest, just so they could say we filed charges. Um, I want them to actually convict this man um, and convict all the other people, officers, um, and people in general who commit these crimes. You know, a lot of people love to continuously bring up black on black crime um, as a defense to what's going on now. But, but mo in, in 90, I would say 99 cases, if a black person murders another black person, um, and they are arrested, they're going to jail, period. You know what I'm saying? I said it during the last episode but if you live by the gun you will you will die by the gun and you will get what um what is owed to you it just seems that um police officers and um white people um don't always get what is owed to them in the eyes of the law so um stop talking to me about you know black on black crime um i actually brought that up because on friday um, I protested in Union. There was a very um, small protest in Union. I wish I remembered the names of the organizers, um, but it was very awesome. Um, my my dad and my stepmom and my brothers and sisters are residents of Union. They have been residents of Union for 17 years. And this collective group of protesters and this 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 um, meeting that we had not only addressed issues like um, George Floyd and what we've been seeing in the media, it addressed the issues in the town of Union. And I've, I I was only a resident of Union for two years. Um, I lived with my dad um, briefly during grad school, my, f my first grad school experience. Um, and I don't know much about the town. Like I know it like 
you know, not as a resident. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but I wouldn't say I'm super, super familiar with the town. Um, and to hear about all the racism and the injustice that goes on within that town was very shocking because not only did I, like I said, briefly live in Union, I know many black families who live in Union. I feel like Union is the the step up after you leave the hood, like Irvington and the Norks and the, you know, East Oranges, most uh, foreigners, uh, black foreigners, a lot of them buy homes in Union, um, Union, Maplewood. So just to hear that there's still so much racism within that town, um, it was like very shocking. Um, I'm, I being a teacher to hear about the, um, the, the disproportionate amount of black teachers union has was very shocking. Um, my, my two, both of my little sisters told me that, um, they had probably three black teachers from like, from K to 12, they had about three black teachers and they could only remember three. And that is just appalling for a city and for a school district that services a population where like at least 50% of their, their students are black. That's insane. Um, at this protest that I was at, um, there was also a lady who came up and talked about her black friend uh, constantly applying to be a teacher in union and being declined all the time. Yet young white girls um, who um, had just graduated from college would always, you know, get jobs right away in union. And, um, you know, this George Floyd situation is very sad, but I'm happy that he is changing the world in which he is really opening our eyes. And we knew all of this stuff, but we are demanding change in a different way that we've never demanded it. We're calling out our own communities because all of this uh, stuff trickles down. It's not like Oh, it just happens at the top level on the police end. It trickles down. It's in our communities. It's in our schools. It's in um, our jobs. It's in corporations. All of this stuff is apparent in every uh, every area of life. So we really have to like attack it from a personal standpoint, a local standpoint, a statewide standpoint, and then get to the national level because... The things that go on um, in communities that I've seen are just horrible and completely unacceptable, completely unacceptable. Um, it's weird because as much as I want change and as much as I uh, want there to be, uh, you know, a shift in how we do things, I don't want to be nobody's, um, I don't want to be somebody's box. I don't want to meet your, I don't want to be the reason you meet your requirement for hiring, um, you know, a black or Latino person. So it's weird. I just feel like the thinking needs to be changed. I don't want to like, I don't want you to say, you know what, we need to make sure we're hiring this amount of people of color so that we are doing the right thing. That's not the right way. If the person has the qualifications, if a person is, um, is just 
should be in a position they should be in it, not because of any other reason, not because they're meeting your quota. Um, anyway, like I was saying, I protested in union and um, after uh, the group, um, shout out to Black Teachers for Justice. I wish I would have followed somebody, um, but I didn't. But after the group met like on the lawn behind Union High School, um, we went out to Morris Avenue and we protested on the street. And it was a very small protest. Um, I would say when we were when it was a group of us and we were in the back of the high school, it was probably about 50 people, I would say. And then when we moved to the street, Black Teachers for Justice organized this small protest on the street. It was about 20 to 25 people. And um, the amount of racism that exists in Union, again, that I got to see with my own eyes was just baffling. I was just like, what is happening? I honestly felt like I was in the twilight zone. Even being at the protest, I just, it just feels so surreal. Um, because we look at our ancestors and we look at generations before us and we say, damn, this is what they did. But to be experiencing that and to be living through a time where this is how you have to make your voice heard is very psychedelic to me. I love that I'm doing it, but it's it, like, I feel like I'm on shrooms and like, this is an alternate reality that we're living in. But the amount of racism and the amount of people who said disgusting things to us while we were on Morris Avenue, um, was just appalling. It's like, you know racism exists. Uh, you've been discriminated against. You've had nasty looks. But to see somebody throw things at you because you're protesting for black lives, not only were objects thrown at us, there was a repeat offender, a white guy who kept driving past us on Morris Avenue. I mean, my guy had so much time on his hands. He circled where we were about four times. Each time, racial slurs, throwing objects at us. The fourth time he drove past us, he actually threw firecrackers at us and they went off. And we thought somebody started shooting. It was so weird. Like, um, I was with Shirley and like we ran, like, because we just saw the sparks and we're like, what the hell is going on? But racism still alive they just be concealing it and I just felt like my guy first of all he had no teeth in his mouth um and I just felt like you should go to the dentist like you should go do something that benefits your life just go live in your privilege I honestly don't care if you don't support this you don't have to like hate it though. Like you don't have to march with me you don't have to talk to me you don't have to speak for me but why is uh why is a group of people fighting for their rights disturbing you? Why is it bothering you so much to where you feel like you have to antagonize and attack people who are standing up for good things? Just mind your business and go about in your privilege. It was just insane. Um, we had women who were yelling at us saying all lives matter, like shut up. Um, it was just overwhelming. Um, it was overwhelming. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I stood outside in Union for about three hours. It was from two to five. Um, and 
I was tired, but I didn't, I didn't care. Like you just don't think about being exhausted or your legs hurting or anything. Kneeling is another thing that when you do it, especially for that eight minutes, it's, it's excruciating. It's just like, what? Like this hurts. But I also went to another protest today in the city I live in, in Elizabeth. And um, there were about 400 people. It was really good. And when we were kneeling during this protest, um, the the guy who was like leading us while we were kneeling, he was like, I know it hurts, but you don't get up because Floyd couldn't get up. And every time you think about that, that to me just gives you the strength to continue kneeling, to, to continue chanting, to continue walking um, for however long. Um, you need to to get your point across. Um, there are strength in numbers and the the community, I believe, was uplifted today. It felt so good to like walk amongst people I didn't know uh, with just the same the same goal in mind. Like, you know, and I think Elizabeth heard us. We walked to the police station and when we walked to the police station, there were like two cops on the roof of the police station and um, they were like taking video and pictures of us. And I, I was in my head wondering like why, I don't know if they were in support or if they were, it's, um, I don't know, they protocol, like just in case anything happened. Um, but overall, my protest experience was good. I plan on attending um, more this week, as many as I can. Um, as you guys know, there are a lot of um, foundations and GoFundMes that have been set up to either support George Floyd, the George Floyd Foundation, or his daughter's foundation. So if you can donate anything to those foundations, um, just research them. You know, anything you're donating to, any movement you're donating to, just research them before you send your funds over. But just make a change. Every dollar counts. Every text counts. Every march counts. Every shout counts. Um, I honestly believe that um, he is already changing the world. But I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I don't want this to be for a moment. I, I want to make activism a part of my 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 regular routine. Like, and in addition to that, um, this has also taught me a lot about just wanting to be. Um, politically affluent like I need to really inform myself and educate myself about policy and things of that nature because um we could get the president we want or we don't want and things could still not go the way they they need to go because we have to vote at all levels we have to pay attention we have to we have the power to uh, propose bills and laws, you know, um, we have this power. So I really want to educate myself on what that looks like and how to go about it the right way um, so that I can be of assistance to my community and to my people. Um, being an educator, um, this makes me want to go so hard because I know that I work in a inner city school and the the odds are set, are stacked against me and my kids. Like 
they're stacked against us and I want to make sure I equip them with everything they need, with everything they need to go out and face this world and to be life-changing citizens. You know, my students will change the world. They will be just as educated as any kid from another city. Um, they will be just as equipped. I have all the faith in the world and, you know, I complain a lot um, personally and I think I have complained on this podcast about um, teaching in an inner city school because there are a lot of struggles that we face but this incident and the information that I've been getting um, because of this incident is just teaching me that you know what a lot of these things are not um, this even the city's fault it's just the way the constructs were designed so it's either I'm going to complain about it and I probably still will but I need to just understand that it is what it is and that the work I do daily can definitely make a difference. Um, start focusing less on the problems and more on the solutions. How am I going to change the world? How am I going to make things better for these students? How am I going to be a safe haven for them when they come to school? Um, you know, I feel like this instant, this incident um is not only making us pay attention to the world, I hope it's making us very self-reflective about how we're um, contributing to our communities and our people. Um, black, black businesses matter, black lives matter, um, black professionals matter. Um, everything we do is key and somebody is always watching. Somebody is always watching. So we need to just do, make it do what it do, you know? We need to make it do what it do. I wasn't supposed to be alone today. Um, I was actually supposed to be with James. So I had planned to play word association. And I know it's going to be a little weird, but I'm about to play word association with myself. Um, um, I love music. I know we all do. Um, and music can be the best form of therapy during times like these. Um, so... I want to play word association with some words that have to do with the things that we're experiencing right now. And I know y'all might think I'm cheating, but I'm not cheating. I just wrote these words down randomly and um, I didn't really have any songs in mind. So I'm going to guess them right now by myself. <laughs> okay, so the first word is black. Um... And I really wanted to say I'm a jet black ninja, word to Method Man, but the first song that really came to my mind is My President is Black, My Lambo is Blue, and I'll be goddamn if my diamonds ain't blue. Something, something, something. I don't know which version I'm singing. I actually think I'm mixing Jay Z's version and Young Jeezy's version. Um, so, whatever. Um, but there we go. I got black, right? Nobody's here to correct me. And I'm not using Google, I'm not searching anything. Um, next song, I mean, next word is power. Um, and I heard this a hundred times at the protest today. So it's in my brain. Fight the power. Mm, 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 mm. Fight the power. 
<laughs> it was really dope seeing like the older guys. I, I'm pretty sure they were like in their 50s and 60s, just know all the words to this public enemy song and all public enemy songs. It was just beautiful. That's how I'ma be when I'm 60. I'ma be I'ma be repping for my, my kids and my grandkids. I'm I'ma know all the words to all the hip hop songs from back in the day. Anyway, all right, next word is fight. Um Ooh, and I'm trying to think of a politically active song about fight, but all I can think about is Maya. She has this song called, we fight all day, make up all night. <laughs> I love up and down, makes the mood just right. And that's not what I was talking about when I wrote down fight, but I still get that point. Um, next word is racism. Um... Racism still alive. They just be concealing it. Kanye West. I don't even remember the song. I don't know if it's Jesus Walks or something else. Um, and love. While I was walking today in Elizabeth, somebody played um, Black Eyed Peas. Where is the love? People killing, people dying. Something, something, something trying. Anyway, but yeah, where's the love? And my last word is nigga. Um, and of course, y'all know I'm going to sing light nigga, dark nigga, rich nigga, po nigga, house nigga, field nigga, still nigga. I think I sang that in the wrong order, but you know what? It's my intent that counts. Um, so that's that. Look at me. You know what? I can... Quarantine has taught me that I can play word association by myself. I can do it by myself. And I did a, a pretty good job. And I promise I did not Google anything. Um, so I've been using social media less and less um, because I, I, I last week was really heavy. I just couldn't take it. It was a little bit much. Um, so I've been... I've been very mindful of the amount of time I spend on social media, um, but I did come across Good Morning America interviewing George Floyd's, I guess, ex-wife or ex-girlfriend uh, um, and his daughter, and I thought it was disgusting. Um, I, I just, I just, the media is filthy, and the idea that they would think it's okay to uh, interview a six-year-old about her father who passed away two two weeks ago is like beyond me. Um, and the the idea that they would think it's okay to even interview her mother, I don't I don't even want to know the tactics and um, the the ways in which they went about acquiring that interview. Um, but there's nothing you could tell me that could make it okay. And I know like. Um, our voices need to be heard, but I just feel like it's too soon. And I feel like don't abuse the same things we're complaining about. Don't abuse our ignorance. Don't pretend that you want my story to be heard. And you know that everybody wants to hear my point of view to exploit me for your ratings. That is sick. And it's sad. And, and, of course, 
Um, I don't want to criticize anybody who did the interview, but more so I want to focus my attention on criticizing the people that thought it was okay to request an interview from the two of those people because I'm really on my non-decisive flow. We'll talk about the other stuff at another time, but the fact that that request was made is just appalling to me, um, and I do not support it. Um, I don't think it's right at all, um, and I don't think that people or their or or anybody affiliated with them should be exploited for ratings. You know, you got you you these media. I know that's the business. You know, and even with me having a podcast, I'm just very. I try to be conscious of like what I talk about and even how I promote because this situation is easy to um, it's easy to milk it for our own personal gain. That's just the way of the world. That's human nature. Sadly, that's the sad part about human nature. Um, exploiting situations for our benefit. Social media has already made us a very narcissistic uh people. It's it's embedded um narcissistic qualities in us that we don't even notice, but they're there. Um they're there. Um so I just really be wanting to check myself um because intent means everything and we got to make sure that we're sharing information to share it not for exploitation like like when something and I want to be careful because I'm not trying to tell nobody how to protest or how to use their voice that's not what I'm trying to do what I'm trying to say though is that um just make sure your intentions are in the right place um and make sure you're doing things for the right reason. Um, make sure that you're taking pictures to bring awareness and not to not to be cute. Um, because if you want to be cute, you could just be cute. You don't have to use this situation to be cute. Um, and we just need to be really careful. Um, even a lot of our allies, our white allies, and even black allies, I'm not I'm not paying attention to everything you're giving me at face value because. PR works very well to make sure that, you know, you don't get lost in all of this, to make sure that you don't lose your fanship. Because at this point in this fight, it's it's career suicide to not speak up. So everybody that's speaking up doesn't necessarily care. Some of them are doing it because it's good PR. And um, I guess we'll never really know. Um but just make sure your intentions are in the right place and pay attention to people and how they are um, how they are supporting. Because I think that um, in certain cases, um, the ways in which they um, they express themselves will reveal their intentions. Um, not all the time, but sometimes um, it can be very indicative of um their intent. So all of us, myself included, I just want us to check ourselves um, and make sure that we are are being intentional and um, well-minded when we, you know, when we share this information and when we, you know, use our hearts to speak out. Let it none of it be for self-gain. Let none of it be for likes. Let none of it be for, you know, attention. 
Let it all be to bring attention to what matters, not ourselves. Um, I think, um, you know, that's really all I have today. Um, I, I don't have much else to say. I wanted to have a conversation about interracial dating, um, but I think it might be best if somebody is with me um, to have that conversation. So maybe next week you guys will hear a little bit about interracial dating because I'm sure that that is um, a trying, you know, a trying thing in a time like this because um, I just think it is. And I don't want to get too much into it, um, but I think it can probably be a trying thing. And I think like the movie that comes to mind is American Son because sometimes we fall in love with people who are not of the same nation, um, same race as us. And um, we, I don't want to say we don't know them, but until the fire comes, we don't really know the extent of how well we know each other. And I think that times like this for many couples will, re will reveal who you have in a spouse, especially if you're interracially dating or interracially married. But we'll save that conversation for another time. Um, once again, thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. I hope and pray that you guys all have a very blessed week. I hope that your week is filled with um, inspiration, joy, um, some laughter, information. Um, once again, please like, share, subscribe, rate the This Is 30 podcast. Share it with a friend of a friend and another 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 friend. And another friend. Um, share it with all the people you know. You can now listen to the This Is 30 podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, not SoundCloud because SoundCloud is bugging. Not SoundCloud, but yeah, everything else. You could listen to the This Is 30 podcast. And once again, I just hope y'all have a blessed Monday. Um, I have one more thing to say. Oh, you guys know what song? Before I leave, I just want to tell y'all that I forgot all about this. Uh, what's this? Lil John song. Remember Lil John had a song, guys, with Fat Joe and Trick Daddy and... Uh, his crew, the Eastside Boys, and it was like, I ain't really here to play no games, girl. You already know my name, girl. Freaky dicky, cause it ain't no thing, yeah. I forgot all about that song, and I feel like a few weeks ago, like it just came to mind, and I downloaded it, and I was like, I used to love this song when I was, you know, 12. This was my song. I don't think I was 12, but. I might have been, but I love that song. And that was a random bit of information that I just wanted to share. But once again, happy Monday. Be blessed. Um, be protected. And have a great day.